what's up everyone welcome back to the glass seats podcast this is our show where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the nhl including recent stories game highlights league culture and other topics trending amongst the fans this is Vidi. my name is bernal and this week in hockey it's going to be an episode about epic highs and some pretty bad lows yeah unfortunately We've got some really good on-ice stories, um, some feel-good stories with yeah. the New York Islanders and the Edmonton Oilers, mm-hmm. but we do have to address the biggest story in hockey this week, which is the um, 2018 World Juniors Team Canada sexual assault case, yeah, the which scandal. has some updates that we need to go over. Yeah, as of today, actually. Yeah, Yeah. so, so we are recording this on January 24th, yeah. so all info we will say is up-to-date as of this, this date. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just this morning we had some news break on that. Yeah. We'll get to that at the end of the episode, but let's start with the good news, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's do it. Shall we start in New York Islanders? Yeah. I don't know if you want to call it good news. Good news for one of these guys, <laughs> yeah. I should say, actually. Yeah. But Lane Lambert was fired as head coach of the New York Islanders. Yeah. Replaced by the one and only Patrick Waugh. I was very surprised by this. I'm still surprised by this, if I'm going to be totally honest, especially working with, uh, Lou Lamarillo. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, uh, pairing. I love Patrick Waugh. So, I mean, I mean yeah, it, it, if you don't want to talk about personalities in yeah, the NHL, no, he's great. this is one of them. He's great. He's super entertaining, but I'm just, uh, why? <laughs> I mean, like, I, of all coaches, I don't know. I'm very sh- shocked by this. Like, Jay Woodcroft was still on the table. So. Yeah, isn't Gerard Gallant still on the table? Is he? I, I, yeah, he no, be, no one's yeah. hired him. Yeah. So, Patrick Waugh, I, maybe this is, they needed to strike some uh, passion into the locker room, into the Islanders locker room. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very surprised. They were they were a competitive playoff team only a couple seasons ago, like deep yeah. playoff runs. And like this season, they weren't bad. Yeah. But they weren't in the playoffs. They were mediocre. They best. were like, they might have been able to push for a wild card. Yeah. But I think uh, Islanders fans want more than that now. Yeah. You know, they had what, two final conference final appearances? Yeah. Or I think wa- Tampa ran through both of them. Yeah. <laughs> that Tampa team. They, so. they seem to cap out at the conference final. Yeah. So that's why I'm like surprised that they chose to hire Patrick Waugh, who at least as an NHL coach with a with the Avalanche, I don't even, I'm not even sure they really if they made the playoffs, they didn't go very far. Yeah. And they weren't like a legitimate threat. So I mean they had some good years, but also I don't think you can fully fault it on Patrick Waugh, right? right. Of course they had not. this team that was like good but not really that good and, the and then matt duchene drama yeah that, ryan o'reilly yeah they had a lot of names but the team just never came together yeah. and it wasn't until they gutted it and got some good picks they yeah. got mckinnon kale mccarr bowen byram bowen byram um made some good trades you mm-hmm. know that they really became the avalanche that we know today yeah so i don't want to have that be Patrick Wall's legacy, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think he's right. a better coach than that. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And I mean, it's not that this is like out of the blue. Sometimes you'll see in the NHL, like, like Wayne Gretzky, greatest player of all time, terrible coach. Um, oh, yeah. and, and sometimes like teams will just pull out, you know, a star hockey player just to see, you know, you're like, you're like, screw it, whatever. We'll try it mm-hmm. and see if it fits. This man has coached. This man has coached a lot before. Yeah. And this is like nothing new to him. So I'm interested to see how, how it goes so far they're one one and no yeah um, two games one win one loss yeah and and the loss was to vegas so it's like you know it wasn't like a bottom feeder team by any means so yeah so yeah it's it, so far it's hard to say <laughs> it's two I mean, games it's, but yeah not enough sample size yet yeah but i think what you said at the top of this of um injecting some passion into the team mm-hmm. i think it's right yeah i don't know if you've watched islanders games recently but they're a little boring yeah 
little not boring. a little boring. They're kind of boring. They're, they're snooze fest. Okay, yeah. you know, like it's the, only cool when Toronto comes to town and they're all pissed off, like all the yeah, fans. the John Tavares yeah. and all that. Yeah, because yeah, there's a storyline. There's there, a storyline, right? but that's but when the only time when you're watching like an average New York Islanders game. Yeah, they play this very strong defensive style. They're totally fine winning games by one goal. Yeah, but they don't have that like offensive flair that you see in a lot of NHL teams today. Yeah, they're not really that fast. Mm-hmm. They just good at hockey yeah meat and potatoes and they have they have they have like a couple star players here and there with matt barzell i guess you can consider anders lee yeah. as a captain um but yeah it's it's very defensive based and not offensively lacking but it's just yeah meat and potatoes so it's yeah it's like you know when you come home from the gym and you eat just you know chicken and rice oh, literally today <laughs> like it's the best thing for you yeah you will do really well yeah but it's not exciting. Yeah, but that's after enough of that, you're like, I'm going to order a crispy chicken sandwich on the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> to change it up. Uh, Patrick you know, Wall for is is he the crispy chicken sandwich? I wouldn't say he's like an entirely different dish. I say he's uh, you know when you get fed up and add a little sriracha to your chicken yeah, and rice. Okay. He's a sriracha. Oh yeah, he, he does provide that kick. Okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when you learn that you need more seasoning besides sea salt. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, everything tastes better and starts clicking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now yeah. you're like, it's it becomes sustainable. So. We'll see. We we really compare one of the greatest goalies of all time to fucking Sriracha, man. Hey, that's what this the, podcast is coming to. One of the greatest goalies of all time. One of the greatest sauces okay, of all fair time. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think it's an apt comparison. <laughs> okay, good. So not Cholula, not Tabasco. No, Sriracha is better than all of those. Okay, okay. That, I am a Sriracha man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> all right. Um, no, no. It's I. I'm interested to see how it goes, though. Um, I. Yeah, sample and size is too small. It's something but, different for the Islanders, right? Yeah. Like, I know that they've had different head coaches, but yeah. it always ends up in the style of let's defend. Yeah. You know, I think Patrick Waugh can inject something different there. And ever since Tavares is gone, the Islanders haven't been exciting, right? But no. Outside of Matt Parzell. Yeah. Who is has hot seasons and cold seasons. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Isn't it a little bit ironic that their offensive is not bad necessarily, but they chose to hire a, the greatest goalie of all time, which is technically a I defensive mean, role. Yeah, but I, like you said, I, how they play doesn't necessitate to how they coach. Yeah. You know, and the thing you all remember about Patrick Waugh is the passion. Yeah. Doesn't matter if he's goaltending or, or if he's coaching. Yeah. This coach has gotten into arguments so many times. Wasn't it like he almost murdered Bruce Boudreau? Yeah, Bruce Boudreau, who was like the (laughs) the nicest guy. guy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and they got into a huge shouting match with him. Yeah, like yelling across the benches. I think it was warranted. It was a knee on knee hit on like a 2013 McKinnon. I think it was kind of warranted. Yeah, like this coach will stand up for his guys and everything. So having that passion in Long Island, I think, is a great thing. It kind of does match the fans' energy, now that yeah. you say that, yeah. And sometimes it feels like Barzal's the only one showing that passion. Yeah. But somehow they win, yeah. you know? So having another personality in there, I think, is a great thing. Almost like a John John Tortorella type of hiring. Great, like, great coach, but it's more so the character and the mm-hmm. energy he brings to a locker room that, yeah. that you really need that. It's invaluable. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shall we talk about the other orange yeah. and blue team? <laughs> wow, same colors, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> great segue right there. Yeah. <laughs> Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Did not start the season well. No. Terrible. Lost Fi- to the Sharks. Fired Jay Woodcroft and hired Chris Knobloch. Are, aren't they like, what, 23-2 and two or something like that? Or well, somewhere around that range? Something like that since, since the hiring? Yeah. Yeah. And they are currently Insane. on a 13-game win streak. Yeah. I think it's 14 now. 14 now? I think it's 14 okay. now. Yeah. So. Uh, this is the longest win stream by a Canadian team in NHL history. Yeah. 
they're coming for Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh holds the NHL record at 17, like mm-hmm. the, the 90s Pittsburgh. I can't remember what year, but the 90s Pittsburgh team, yeah. the RoboPen team. Um, they ha- they're at 17 and they're coming for it. Yeah. And I feel like they can do it too. So. And, you know, not just that record, like McDavid is chasing down Kucherov for the scoring lead right now. Yeah, which was, it was like almost a one-two tie or yeah, one-two battle between um, McKinnon and Kucherov. Yeah. And all of a sudden, remember when we were talking about this, where he started off just like at 77th position or something? Yeah. And I was like consistently putting up two, three-point nights he's, every night. He's so. hauling them in. Yeah. Like, yeah. outside of injury, I don't think anyone's stopping the Oilers right now. No. No. That being said, they did just sign Corey Perry. Yeah. Is that going to affect that? Mm, it could affect the locker room chemistry, but yeah, it seems to have worked for Evander Kane. Let's so. talk about Corey Perry. If you guys don't remember, Corey yeah. Perry was terminated by the Blackhawks yeah. for misconduct related reasons. Yeah. They never gave much more detail besides that. Yeah. And he, I believe he checked himself into the NHL PA program. Um, or he might, he got, he got his help as, as yeah. needed um, uh-huh. for substance abuse and mental health issues. And two months later, um, after a discussion with Gary Bettman, he yeah. was allowed to return to the league. Yep. Gary Bettman had to give his okay, which is yeah. huge. I mean, does any other league have this? You have to go talk to the commissioner to see if you can play? I, I, I don't know. I just found that weird. I'm like, Gary Bettman is the last call on this? I don't know. I feel like some leagues could. <laughs> Didn't Adam Silver do that with the whole John Morant situation? I don't follow was... the NBA enough. You love to tell oh, me. <laughs> okay. Well, John Morant, he was, he's the star player of the Grizzlies, and he was like, he had a problem like consistently flashing guns on Instagram Live and Okay. Got like super banned for it and had to like talk to the Adam Silver, the commissioner. Yeah, it was a whole it was a whole deal, but um it, it feels like somewhat parallel to that, other than the fact that Corey Perry is much older <laughs> and not a star player anymore. Yeah. So but he does bring that veteran presence, that grit that you really need. Mm-hmm. Um that's why I'm like interested to see like, did the Oilers even need him? Like, sure, it's a it's a solid pickup, but did they need him? They're on a 14 game heater. Yeah, I don't think you needed him to contribute, you know, but having Perry... So then why pick him up at all? Because it's the grit and veteran presence, right? That is a Stanley Cup winner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, someone, like you said, is a huge veteran presence. And if the Edmonton Oilers have a fault, it's depth, right? Do they, though? Like, behind the top two lines, is it... That would be where they're weaker, right? Like, I know we've talked about they've improved their death in recent years. Yeah. But they're no LA Kings... They're no Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah. could they win a cup without Corey Perry? Sure. Yes, Does Corey Perry yeah. help? Maybe. Yeah. And I mean, I think it, maybe he's good enough. He's on what? Not even a million dollar contract. Yeah. And and to be fair, granted they again, not to keep mentioning them, but the Tampa Gauntlet that ran through uh, Dallas and Montreal. Mm-hmm. Corey Perry was on the losing side of both teams, but hey, he got two teams who were not really expected to go to the finals, especially not Montreal, to the finals, right? So Yeah. Scoring some big goals too. He uh, he uh, scored the game five um, overtime winner against Tampa to kind of stave off that elimination, mm-hmm. right? So he he can show up still in big moments. So um, yeah, granted that you know the Oilers do make the playoffs, which I think they will at this point. It's kind of yeah, hard to stop I mean, them at this point. They're already in the playoff spot and they're still winning. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So Corey Perry being being that guy in the playoffs could probably be the push they needed. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Not to mention. If the answer to do I need Corey Perry is maybe, isn't this the exact time to sign him? Almost a couple, three weeks, four weeks away from trade deadline? Yeah. And if you decide you don't need him, ship him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's a super cheap contract too. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like with all the publicity surrounding him this season, I don't think there's going to be any takers 
at the deadline at least. So okay, ship him to the AHL. What do you <laughs> sure, care? Fair enough. You know? yeah. You're not losing anything. Yeah. Yeah. So. And uh, I haven't looked at the contract details, but I'm assuming they didn't give him a no trade clause. Mm-hmm. If they did, fire the GM immediately. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, Kennel one. Yeah. Yeah. Try it. If it works, keep them. If not, set them down. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you someone picks them up on waivers, you lost nothing to sign them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean. This is this see, is the yeah. time to experiment, right? Yeah. And pre-trade deadline. Pre-trade deadline. And because it's pre-trade deadline, you're not stuck with whatever you do right now. Mm. This is, I think, a smart move from the Edmonton Oilers management. Yeah. <laughs> not something you get to he- say very often. Yeah. Rare. Rare. A rare now, smart move. Now you get to say it often. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And, and again, it did really work out with Evander Kane. They kind of gave him a similar contract. Um yeah, I mean, Medicaid's yeah. getting more money than this. Of course, but, because yeah. he proved himself. So yeah. let's see. This could be a, yeah, this could be a great match for Corey Perry. So yeah, I'm not expecting Corey Perry to be, you know, top six. No, of course not. No, he's going to be on third, fourth line. Yeah, but if you have an injury, you could throw him in there for yeah. a game or two. Yeah, yeah. The NHL did an investigation, which it did not release findings from, but said, "Hey, we have looked into it, and we know kind of know what's going on." Mm-hmm. So. We can assume that NHL teams kind of knew what was happening. Yeah. They were waiting for the London, Ontario police to do their investigation. Yes. So as of January 24th, the London police have given five players a set period of time to present themselves at police headquarters. um, And they did not name any specific names that were involved. Yeah. However, five NHL players have asked like today or within the past couple of days, mostly today. Yeah have asked for personal leaves of absence and um, have not given details further than that. Yeah. Uh, so putting two and two together, it seems it's like... It's not looking great for these guys. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I should say four NHL players, the fifth one was playing in Swiss Europe. Yeah. yeah. So um, these five were Michael McLeod of the New Jersey Devils, who requested leave on January 24th. Cal Foote of the New Jersey Devils, who requested leave on Jan 24th. Uh, Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers, who re- um, requested leave on Jan 23rd. Um, Alex Formerton of HC Ambry Piotta in the Swiss League, who requested leave on Jan 24th. And Dylan Dubé of the Calgary Flames, who requested leave on Jan 21st. Uh, it should be important to mention that while the rest said it was just for personal reasons, Dylan Dubé said it was a mental health thing. Yeah. Mm. And um, didn't give more details beyond that. Mm. But the timing is uncanny, uncanny. And all five of these players were on that team. Yeah. The World Junior 2018 Team Canada. Yeah. I again, I'm not trying to jump to assumptions, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. A couple of the related things here. Uh, The Philadelphia Flyers did try to move Carter Hart this offseason, but could not find any buyers. Which is I didn't know that actually was that performance based or because they knew something about so it seems now in hindsight that because the NHL had done their investigation and it seems like the GMs knew that mm. this is a potential time bomb mm. because let's be real Carter Hart is a decent goalie he's only 24 years old yeah if they wanted to move him they could find someone yeah. we, just, we spent a lot of summer talking about um, how many teams need a goalie yeah you know yeah uh, the other one was Alex Formerton, mm-hmm. um, who last played in the NHL in the 21-22 season, put up uh, 32 points in 79 games, which is not bad for a young player, Yeah, but had his, uh, was terminated by the Ottawa Senators, Yeah, which also seems suspect yeah. and now seems like, okay, team's new. Yeah. Um, 
The London, Ontario police will now hold a press conference on February 5th to give official updates. Yeah. So as of now, we are relying on NHL reporters. Yeah. Namely, Mr. Rick Westhead. Of course, yeah. Who, um, uh, and Katie Strang as well, who uh, were headlining the Kyle Beach case. Yeah. And are pretty involved in this one as well. Yeah. Man, I... Uh, initial thoughts is that, one, I'm glad, you know, justice is hopefully being served we'll find out on february 5th but two why does this keep happening in hockey well i guess it happens across a lot of sports but it feels like this is not the first time we're even talking about this on the podcast this show focuses on hockey but i think a lot of the discussion has been just the how we treat young future athletes yes particularly ones that are going to be stars yeah and you know how they may are made to feel like anything they do will be pushed under the rug. And it was, this was 2018 was how many years ago now? Yeah. Uh, like six, six I can't do math. Six. six. Yeah. Six, but it was closed in 2019. So I'm sure a lot of them, yeah, they shelved it themselves. Right. Until so, 2022. Yeah. They'd never thought about it. Yeah. Which is shocking that, that I, I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to put words out there. Um, obviously there's a whole innocent until proven guilty case, but, it's not looking good for them. It's, I, I'm just going to be straight up. It's not looking good for them. And I don't know. It's, it, it's, just, it's just a gross kind of feeling just yeah. sitting with me with this. Like, so imagine if you owned a Carter Hart or a Cal foot or a Michael McLeod Jersey, there's plenty of people that own Carter Hart jerseys. Yeah. Like he's he, not, I wouldn't say he's a fan favorite, but he's, well, I'd say he's a fan favorite. You think, I think the starting goalie on every team is a fan favorite fair. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, again, like kind of what you said, it's, it's, I don't know how they thought they were going to get away with this, mm-hmm. um, assuming that they are convicted guilty, um, but. I mean, yeah, that's a big assumption right now. Yeah, it's a huge but, assumption right now, but uh, yeah. it's, it's also like, these are all relatively young guys who are not just throwing their careers away, their lives are kind of screwed up at, at this point, and mm-hmm. I mean, like. Yeah, they did it to themselves. I, I can't really show any empathy towards them, assuming they are convicted of it. And at some point, it's just going to become about money, right? Like, yeah. okay, let's say the teams that these players are on don't want them anymore. Then there's, okay, do we just pay out their contract? Yeah. All those things. Did they violate some clause in their contract to make it null? Yeah. That all will show up at some point, you know, and hopefully as we learn more, that's what we can talk about. Yeah. But... It right, is a little fresh right now, yeah. Yeah. And right now, the thing is, the big news is that we have actual leads on who these players are. Yeah. Because for, since 2022, there has been almost no news on this. Yeah. Which means any team that had a player that was on the 2018 team yeah. Canada. There was still like, like yeah. speculation until basically this news dropped that Kale McCarr had done it. And like Kale McCarr won, a, won the Smythe mm-hmm. with the Avalanche when, when they won the cup in 22. Imagine what that would have done to... <laughs> everyone's ex- expectations of NHL players. Yeah. Kel McCarr also being, you know, a fan favorite in Colorado. And the other one I heard a lot was Max Comtois yeah. in Anaheim. I think Jordan Cairo was also another one. Yeah. So like that team was big. A yeah. lot of them made the NHL. A lot of them have been in the NHL for six years. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are stars now too. Yeah. So. And so having at least some direction, yeah. I think is the big news yeah. here. To go from that entire team down to five. Yes, yeah. it's huge. It's very notable. And again, it's all, it, we can't really assume anything until February 5th. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not really, you don't really just get called to the London Ontario police 
<laughs> for this for something you didn't do i don't know yeah so i mean we'll have to wait for more news yeah. and hopefully a trial to have more come out of that yeah but hopefully but, they're regardless of what happens hopefully you know victim the victim has their justice uh kind of served yeah. and you know just kind of they feel better about the whole situation um whoever she may be so yeah we'll we'll see how it goes um but what you were saying about you know the culture problem in sports yes. and hockey like you know we have to do better to yeah. teaching youth yeah. in Canada and the US which is where we are yeah you know at least of that this is not okay <laughs> just I basic mean, decent human, yes it's not okay but yeah. I feel stupid saying that yeah, because was, do just, I have to say that yeah human decency you know it's finest yeah. yeah I was like I can't believe this that we're talking about this instead of arguing about jersey striping yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like i would rather argue about jersey striping i mean than we have the all-star this. game next week we didn't even talk about that yeah like, yeah so i'd rather talk about the all-star game but mm-hmm. like it's just another letdown you know we kyle beach was one thing and you know this is eight years later yeah it's just it's, it's in the same decade it happened yeah it's really like unfortunate and these are just the ones we know about yeah there's probably so at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to hundreds. Just not, mm-hmm. not even in the NHL. Just in the in the sport of hockey. Yeah, that's just not being reported. You yeah, know? and like so. you know, just following comments on this online and stuff. You know, I'm hearing things like, "Oh, you know, it's not hockey; it's society in general," or you know, it's sports in general. I'm like, okay, great, but we are fans of hockey. Yeah, why can't hockey focus on itself and making itself a safe space? Yeah. You know, I know it's almost like a gold star response. Like, Oh, good job. It's not, it's not hockey. It's society. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that doesn't, that does nothing. Okay. Like if nothing. the NBA has this problems, the NHL still has this problem. Yeah. The NBA having this problem too, doesn't solve you from no, anything. Two right? wrongs don't you know? make a right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I know hockey Canada has been gutted to the bones and started building up again. Yeah. But, um, it's, it happened in Canada this time, but like, yeah, I hope USA hockey takes notice. Yeah. And just you know, every league around the world. Yeah. The NHL does better. Yeah. And like, you know, and even th- like it starts in, you know, youth hockey in high school and j- yeah. all of that just being taught to be a respectful human being. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, it feels silly saying it out loud, but almost necessary at this point, it feels like. Yeah. Like, I don't know what more to say. I'm just sad. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's almost disheartening because it's like, man, we're talking about this again. Yeah. And I've, yeah, we just talked about it with Kyle Beach and yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, and one thing, one last thing I, I wanted to add is I was reading about how, um, I believe it was Camel Carr was kind of cooperating with the investigation because his name was, mm-hmm. um, one of them that was brought up before he was cleared. Yeah. Um, and he did mention a very good point, um, where he was saying like, you know, there's, there's tuitions that need to be paid. And now it's, it was uncovered that, you know, a lot of the tuition money was kind of being used to pay off settlements and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And, and then, you know, as a parent, by, you're uh, just like, sorry, just to clarify yeah. by tuition, you mean the fees that players pay to be part of hockey Canada? Yeah, yes, essentially. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, when you're a parent and like, obviously these are kids, like they're not making NHL money yet, but, um, as a parent, you're just like, damn, that's, that's where my money's going. That was the to huge find thing, that out, right? You yeah. Know? It's just, oh God. And like, forget like these kids. There's so many kids who never sniff the NHL, mm-hmm. right? They play hockey because they love to play hockey. Yeah. And you find out the money you've been putting into your kid's hobby, essentially. It's going to, it's going to this, shit you know, like, like this, yeah. 
And hockey enrollment numbers are going down. Mm-hmm. It, it's never been great in the States, but it's going down yeah. even in Canada. It's, it's not just about the expensive equipment. Don't give me that. Yeah. But. Like, okay. Like all the time and effort you do to get on the ice, like hockey games, if you're not playing the NHL, the ice is usually available at like either really early in the morning or really late at night. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, you worked for a college hockey team mm-hmm. for a bit. Didn't your game start at like 10 PM? Uh, some of them. Yeah. Especially like the, like, um, the ones in like the Los Angeles, like the larger cities, basically. Yeah. They, those games started late and the practices started at 1130 PM. Yeah. Or they would start at 630 AM. Yeah. So super. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're doing all of that. You're putting in all this money into equipment and, um, you lessons, know, lessons yeah. and ice time, even outside of practice and games. Equipment maintenance, like sharpening your skates and yeah. stuff like that. Coaches. Yeah. And then you're paying fees to be part of these teams and go to on these travel and all this time, you know, and then you're paying probably medical fees because let's face it, hockey's a rough game. Yeah. You're, you're going to get injuries injured, happen. Yeah. You know, and then you find out that all or at least a portion of that money you're spent is being used to cover up things this, like this. Yeah. It's oh God. and like 99.99% of those players in these organizations are not going to make NHL money. No, this is a thing they do for fun. They do it for because they enjoy it. They're probably playing the beer league that's local to you yeah now, you know yeah and this is because they just like the game yeah and i said it so many times on this podcast that we all love the sport of hockey but it's things like this and the organizations that run it whether it's the nhl or others that eat away at that passion yeah you know yeah there's greatest sport in the world but man what a what a huge culture problem this sport has so yeah yeah um yeah, I don't know what more to say. No, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll find out. We'll we'll we just kind of have to keep an eye out on it and see what the London police will say. Um again by February 5th, but February 5th is right after All-Star weekend, so Yeah, it's going to be a Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. So. Yeah. I want to say enjoy All-Star weekend, but <laughs> now there's a sword <laughs> hanging yeah, over it. Everyone's going to be anxiously waiting for this and you know if there's anything I hope to see, it's besides, you know, the victim getting justice. I hope to see the NHL taking accountability and maybe yeah. obviously they, they're, they're restricted in how, how detailed they can post about it. Yeah. But at least somewhat address it, even if it's indirectly in a social yeah. media post. I just, mean, they've been okay about that right now. Anytime anyone's asked them, they said, we have to wait for the police. You have to wait for the police. They're mm-hmm. kind of just pushing it toward the London police. I, I mean, more so after the, after the trial. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So once there's a, once there's conclusive evidence, that's where I, I would like to see the, like the league kind of show some accountability. Mm-hmm. If you want to change the culture problem, it, it starts with the league and from within. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Yeah. Um, Sorry for the dark episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll try and uh, get to all that news after the fifth, uh, whenever we have that show. Yeah. So uh, you can keep it tuned here to Glass Seats. Mm-hmm. We're out every week. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram for those last two platforms at Spud Network Podcast is the handle. You can check out this show. You can check out our other shows. See you next week. Bye.